You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Is everyone ready? Yeah. No. <coughs> Welcome, yeah, to right. th- oh. <laughs> Welcome to the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is My DJ. name is Charlie. My name is Sean. And all of you who saw that arm wrestling fight, <laughs> listen here, you little shits. <laughs> yeah. I'll have you know that that was my third round of the night. Bro, Hawaii so I texted me I wasn't said, at my 100% level. <laughs> so any of you who have a problem with that, meet me at the arm wrestling table. Oh. 3 a.m. sharp. Oh, my gosh. Oh, sh- <laughs> well, you definitely got your ass handed to you, but it was by Sean, who is a beast. Y'all sleeping on Sean. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Pure onion strength. Dude, we get that from onion grass, bro. It's like the holes experience, you know? Onions and whatnot. (laughs) Um, I'm a little late to this. Oh, did you have something to say? Because you're going to have to wait. Okay. Okay. I'm a little late (laughs) to this. aggressive. (laughs) Dude, he loses one match. (laughs) Has something to prove. He's going to buy a lifted truck next. Um, he was like, speaking of lifted trucks, five inches soft. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of lifted trucks, I wanted to talk about uh, the Trump rally. Oh, uh, the Million Man March? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It was two weeks ago, a few days before election day. Mm-hmm. Like when it shut down the whole freeway? No, not that one. What? No. The- it's just a regular, <laughs> it, it's one of his regular campaign rallies where it's at some, I don't know, venue. Okay. Everyone's there to support him and he like talks. a jiffy lube or something yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> Probably like a discount tire. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> um and he you know how to try and pander presidential candidates, any every presidential candidate will try to get some type of endorsement from the hood. someone super unrelated. <laughs> yeah. Did you see who he got this year? Lil Pimp? Yes, dude. <laughs> it was Lil Pump. But he introduced him as Little Pimp. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because it's so bad. Yeah. You don't even, you don't have to like, you can like or dislike Trump. It was still funny. Dude, hot take. That costed him the, the election right there. Probably. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Whoa, dude. Maybe. Yeah. It all came down to syntax. And Lil Pimp. Yeah. <laughs> little Pimp. 
<laughs> no, that's hilarious, that though. <laughs> that's it. Deflated. What? Nothing. You just seem so deflated all of a sudden. No, no, no I, I'm good. Uh, what's good the most go. abusive thing you've done to your body with food? <laughs> Betos. <laughs> okay. If you're not from Utah, you're not really... I assume it's not a chain, a national chain. There's they got, no they way. They got different hell. names for other places. Like Arizona no is called Filiberto's. Oh, no way. Filiberto's is also here, and it's another chain of, yeah. or it's like a it's like offshoot. A of, offshoot, yeah. It's Rancheritos, Betos, Filiberto's. Okay, so basically, Provo is a college town, but it's BYU, so it shuts down at like 9 p.m., and nothing's open on Sunday. It's because the devil comes out at night. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's Watch this one out. grimy ass janitor's closet that sells Mexican food, <laughs> and I air quote Mexican food, and it's called Beto's. And if you want to shred your noose, if you need a back alley colonoscopy, if you need to abort oh, a burrito out your b-hole, you go to Beto's. Dude, I think I ate one breakfast burrito once at 2 a.m. as one does. And it came out the exact same way I it came in. Like, um, well, I would weird. believe that. I'm dead ass. It, it's like the last, I don't know, it's like the last uh, choice. You know what I mean? Because it, it's open 24 hours. Yeah. It's like either McDonald's or Beto's. So. Oh, man. It's like the Waffle House of... Of Mexicans. Utah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's it's trash food, and Bro, it's I good, hate though, it. Bro. I grew up with good Mexican food in California, so like I cannot eat it. And that's like the only thing I'm a, sno- a snob about. I'll eat anything else. Betos, I won't do. Sean, <laughs> routinely for years, will go to Betos. Bro, I f's with it. <laughs> Yo, I like Betos too when I first moved here. <laughs> but I told you, I've said before, literally the only quote unquote Mexican food that's in Hawaii is Taco Bell. A gordito cheesy crunch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Something with Doritos. Yeah. You know? So that's literally all I had. And I came here and I see this burrito that's three feet long. And I'm like, oh like, hell yeah. yeah. Okay. So bro, but I, I would go up, there with other restaurants still open though. Oh, you're freaking horrid. <laughs> horrid. Uh isn't it crazy how the Aztecs discovered Doritos? <laughs> Anyway, that's cool. Ranch. <laughs> I hate that. I love that. Oh, that's so funny. Um, go no. ahead. Lots no, to what talk were you going to say? Uh-huh. The worst thing I do to my body, and I routinely do this, is spicy food. I don't know what compels me to do this. I run out of my bottle of sriracha like once a week. <laughs> They're like the big bottles yeah. too. We're not talking the small bottles. And every time I run out, I'm like, okay, don't buy another one. Just don't do it. Just stop. You need to stop. And then without a doubt, I'll have one food where I'm like, this would have been better with sriracha. I go straight to the store and buy a new bottle. <laughs> I used to have heartburn at age nine. <laughs> That's a true story. I went to my mom and I was like, my chest, hella <laughs> Hurts, mom. Am I having a heart attack? <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, well, you're nine, so." And she, so it took us a while, but she realized it was because I had so much salsa and so many crushed red peppers, and like everything. Some tom toms. Yeah, dude, I Are needed toms. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, or I still do it. Like I routinely f my day up because of my. I'll say it. Addiction to salsa. Addiction to sriracha. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, what's the... Is it capsaicins? 
Huh? What? What's the Capsaicin? thing? Capsaicin. Is that what's in spicy food? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. is it an element? What is this? <laughs> yeah, it's on the periodic table. <laughs> CS. <laughs> not um, a liquid, not a metal. Sean's looking it up. In the meantime. Capsaicin is a chemical <laughs> compound. Do you have a stroke no. on me? Wagwan. Capsaicin. <laughs> you saying that now? Yes, okay. that's what you're talking about, though. Okay. So what is it? It's a chemical compound that... It's a chemical in spicy food it's what makes it spicy okay so i think because i'm super knowledgeable about this duh the more capsaicins there are that translates to the scoville rating oh so nobody correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> yeah dude i think you're right bro um or he'll arm wrestle you but <laughs> i think they, tie, they can tie to uh directly to your endorphins as well oh okay so i some might people, legitimately be addicted some people have it some people don't so it's like spiciness. Most of the time, it's like you either love it or you don't, you know? Interesting. So, Bro, the worst spicy experience I can ever remember <laughs> is when we were down in Visalia, yep. dude. Because you, me, Deej, uh, I think it was an MJ there probably. Yeah. But there's a delicious restaurant, uh, Vietnamese restaurant that serves up pho. Some of the best pho we've ever had. Devorns, right? Yep. Shout out. Devorns. Let me shout it out real quick. Devorns is the realest. Started on Houston Ave, which, if you know anything about Visalia, you do not go to Houston Ave. That's some scary-ass shit. They started <laughs> in Houston Ave, but since they've graduated, and they've gone to, like, the white people place, and they're popping off. But this place is so legit. I've gone in with white friends, and they're like, what spice level you want? And my white friends will be like, I'll take a two or maybe a three. And they legit went, you white, I give you one. <laughs> I've been I just laughed my ass off. <laughs> or like if you're white and you walk in, like when I walk in alone, they like kind of ignore me. They take forever. I walk in with my mom. They like run up to us, table booth. <laughs> and my mom will be like, we'll sit over there. And they're like, so we get prefer preferential treatment. But what I'm saying is this place is legit. Accurate. But anyways, we're hitting this place up. And like Charles is saying, you know, they got the levels of spices. They got the one, two, three, four, and five. Uh -huh. And if you're white, you can't go past two. You can't go past two. <laughs> I think so by law. We're sitting down, ordering. They're taking our orders. I'm like, yo, I'll get a two. Deej, sitting right across from me, gets the exact same thing, but goes for a four. Bad, eh? With um, that being said, <laughs> we get our food a little bit later, and we start eating, start munching away, and uh, I just start to sweat. I'm like, damn, this two is wild, bro. <laughs> and I'm over here, I'm like, Damn, this four is nothing. Dude, I could have done a six. <laughs> yeah, I By the time we're all done, we look at each other and like, holy sh I'm just drenched in sweat and Deej is chilling and we're like, oh shit, we just mixed them up. I, I just think we were all so hungry. We were just thinking about eating and it didn't cross our minds uh, that we had switched. So I don't think Sean illustrated enough. He legit was like beat red and sweating. But He's I like survived. Physically struggling, but didn't say anything. Just ate the whole plate, and everyone's like, "What the hell is? He? Yeah, Why like, did you do yeah. that?" <laughs> the only noises coming from him are slurps and like hyperventilation, <laughs> like, cries. Yeah, we're like, "Bro, are you good?" Everyone's just thinking I'm freaking weak with that two spice, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, too funny. Kind of reminds me. This is kind of related. When I was around nine or ten, I got grounded. From salt. <laughs> and this is real. I was eating 
ramen, of course. And I, that I already come with like salt packets. Bro, I sometimes <laughs> would take two and put it into one and then fuck that other packet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just get discarded in la basura. <laughs> but I would legit put two in one. And then, uh, so I would sit there, I'd put my fork in, I'd, you know, do the whole thing, get a bite ready, and then I would take salt and I'd go, bite. And I would do that with every bite. And our salt shaker was glass, so it would be like, bite, bite, and after like three minutes of me eating, my mom from the other room goes, Charlie, what is that? I was like, salt? She comes in, she's like, what are you doing? And I show her, and she's like, you're grounded. No more salt. Hypertension and uh, blood pressure run in my family, yeah. so I might be up. Your mom's like, that's not kosher. Yeah. <laughs> Um, dude, my favorite thing that my mom caught me doing <laughs> was uh, food-wise. <laughs> Masturbating. Was, uh, <laughs> well, it has to do with wieners. Um, <laughs> so listen up, chumps. Um, I used to love deep throating glizzy. Sorry. <laughs> I think I was like five or six. So it's okay, right? Um, Experiment. I, I would get hot dog buns and... I wasn't old enough to make hot dogs yet. Like, my parents wouldn't let me, like, throw it on the pan and fry it or boil it, you know? Yeah. So, instead of asking them, I was just impatient. So, I get hot dog buns, put a nice line of ketchup down the middle, and just eat the hot dog <laughs> bun straight. So, I guess lack of wieners. But... <laughs> oh, dude, that's hella straight, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay, dude. <laughs> yeah, what? Um, Arm wrestle me. Um... <laughs> That's hilarious. What was your favorite book? Bro, I had so growing many. Growing up. I had so many. I've actually talked about it on the podcast. Wiley and the Hairy Man was definitely oh, my oh, number one. I, I think you were going to say the Bible. <laughs> the Old Testament. Not that lame ass shit. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. We couldn't afford books. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know. Sean's we... like, this one shampoo bottle had the best back. <laughs> I read it all the time. Yeah. Um, I know we beg on Hawaii a lot, so this time I'm going <laughs> to shout it out and, and do it justice. I was going to say plug it. But. <laughs> yeah. Y'all heard about this place? <laughs> but before Hawaii was taken over by the white man, we were one of the most literate countries in the world. Y'all have like four letters in your alphabet, so <laughs> and we also hard have, to be literate. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have like four people, so if all four knew how to read, so... <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Like, you know, H, K, and B, you're good. <laughs> oh, I, I asked about You're going to cite that or just state it and then not? Where does cite that come, it. What like, you, what does that you come from? You want me to give it APA Hawaii format, MOA format, <laughs> uh, bibliography? No. Yeah, bro. Um, I was reading an article about this historian who specializes in medieval text, which isn't a children's book. <laughs> I just thought it was a good question. I don't know. Um, and this historian has found hundreds of drawings, paintings, artworks in these medieval texts of knights fighting snails. I've seen Have this. you seen that? Yeah. And nobody knows why. <laughs> like, why was that a common thing? Yeah. It wasn't even worked into stories. It was just like a... I think old time books there, it would like, you would have the text and then it would have a lot of artwork. That's like not related to the text <laughs> that happens in the borders. I'm dead ass. Like medieval, it would just be like 
yeah, knights fighting snails, and then over here, and it's like a whole story of artwork, but it's just like I don't know recipes or some shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for mutton stew or whatever the hell they ate. Some bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've seen that before. Yeah, and there's like tons of theories, and just like why the hell did they do this? I think my favorite Instagram filter that I've seen recently is um have you seen it uh-uh. you know how they have the ones where they have like it flickers over your head and it's like what nationality are you oh, yeah, yeah. or what's your favorite color the one i saw this week is which medieval snail are you and it flips <laughs> through like the hundred or so paintings of snails <laughs> so dumb dude oh nice you guys are doing well i'm doing well guys we hope everyone out there is doing well we're gonna record this episode hopefully get you through the holiday season hopefully everyone out there who is traveling is going to be safe have a good time everyone just relax let's put 2020 to rest yeah for real in the f-ing grave where it belongs no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but anyway do you guys want to get into stories sure let's go this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively (sighs) i have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light lightness in my heart my head my emotions if that's something that you are needing if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There are two die. <laughs> Charles got 11. I got a four. Sean got six. So it's going to go Charles, Sean, then me. As I was uh, researching today for my stories, I came across something known as Alex from Tennessee. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. It's an internet mystery that comes straight from the bowels of 4chan. Oh. And I will be doing it on a later episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> I mean, I could do it right now, but it probably just wouldn't be great. I don't know. Well, we look forward to Alex from Tennessee, I guess. All right. So, earlier in the week, I was sent. That's unfortunate. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. that was funny (laughs) all right so my story tonight this one 
We're in Unionville, Tennessee. It's September 23rd, 2012. Unionville, Tennessee is a small farming town, rural. People there describe it as being safe, quiet, peaceful. There's a family. It's two kids named Chloe, age nine, and Gage Daniel, named seven. They live with their grandparents, Bubba and Molly McLaren. All like happy, tight family, love. At 9.30 p.m. that night, a fire breaks out in their home and burns the entire home down. By early next morning, helicopters are out, news is out. All that's left is a pile of ash. Like it burned the entire house down. Everyone assumes the whole family's in there and they've all been tragically killed in this fire. Mm -hmm. But forensic experts go through the scene and they're able to recover the remains of both the grandparents, the dog, and the bird. But there is zero evidence of the kids. Sus, dude. Immediately, the Amber Alert goes out. They assume they'll find their kids, hopefully within the day, maybe tomorrow. To this day, no one knows where they are. They vanished. And there's no clues. No signs of struggle. No leads. Like nothing. The forensic team, there's nothing, nothing to go on. I don't know, dude. The prevailing theory is someone kidnapped them and killed the grandparents to get them. But there is like no suspect or lead or any evidence like that would point to someone. That sounds like a convincing argument. I think it'd be way too hard for the kids to be responsible for all of that and leave no trace behind. That's true, yeah. You know, totally. It's just so odd. Mm-hmm. The mom is alive and she is waiting like every single day. And she still holds on to the hope that one day she'll get her kids back. What exactly does the forensic people find to indicate that the bodies were there? Are they like actual, like, if it's just a pile of ash, I mean. Okay, so this is dark. And I'm also not an expert, so I'm going to pull this out of thin air. But I believe, like, parts of your bones and, like, your teeth do not burn at, like, a low level. You have to get that shit hot. Like, mm-hmm. really, really, really hot. So I think they do it through dental. Dental? Yeah. Sorry. I guess that would make sense. If that's the case, that would make sense. Yeah. That's just my... Does anyone know anything on that? Neither do I. Bro, missing 411. <laughs> hmm. All right, so this is what the internet knows as Alex from Tennessee. All right, so if you haven't listened before to earlier episodes or you're not too familiar, 4chan. So you are sharing this one. I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> 4chan is a forum online. How do you explain this? That is completely lawless, completely politically incorrect, and everyone posts anonymous. Like, no one has um, usernames. It's all anonymous. So for the most part, it is just dumb memes, a lot of incels, just making <laughs> jokes on how much women suck, things like that. It's infamously known on the internet as like the anus of the internet. <laughs> I also it's will like say, the inception of everything stupid and <laughs> meme-like that you see online. I will say, respect. We don't want any beef. <laughs> we don't want any hate. Because... 4chan is also like the breeding ground for Anonymous, the hacker group. Mm-hmm. Um, and 4chan is basically trolls. That's what it is. It's trolls. People troll. 
they do things like we talked about this, but Shia LaBeouf did an installation in 2016 when um, Donald Trump was first getting elected. Shia LaBeouf set up a live camera and stood in front of it and said, "We he will not divide us. And he chanted that over and over. 4chan heard about that, posted it, and hundreds and hundreds of people online started like sending people in person there or just like spamming the inbox or something like that. Sleuthing, web sleuthing. So they got it taken down because it turned into physical altercations. So they moved it to a location, another location in England. Immediately 4chan hears he moved it. Oh, he's playing, he's trying to beat us. So now they think it's a challenge. So they send people there, they like graffiti it, or they, I can't remember what they did, but they sabotaged that second location. So Shia takes it down and puts it in a random field in a random state in the middle of America. And it's just a flag and it's a live stream and it's like something that says he will not divide us. And 4chan's like, perfect, we need a challenge. So they look at the building. They look at the codes of the building. They look at the soil, the type of building or the wood that was used. They look at the stars behind the flag at night. And with that, hundreds of them come together and they're able to put all these clues together. They're like, it's in this county in like Tennessee or a random state. So they have one of their members. It's a live stream. So they have one of their members drive through the county and honk their horn. And the second they can hear it on the live stream, they put a dot on the map. And they do a triangulation. So this, they hear a horn here, horn here, horn here, horn here. And with all that data, they pinpoint it. Go into the yard and take down the flag. And, oh and Shia God. gets so pissed, he just takes the whole thing down. <laughs> That's the type of stuff they do. Um, we've talked about it before, but Pitbull was going to do a concert. And he had an open forum. Like, what was it? How did it go? The Walmart? Walmart was like whatever, like Walmart, local Walmart, Facebook group or page gets the most likes. We'll do a benefit concert in your town with pit pitbull headlining. So pitbull hears, or I mean, fortune hears that when they announce that uh, all the trolls of the internet united together, which is like their that's their element, you know, um, trollery. Yeah, <laughs> united together, and they're like, what is the most podunk walmart in all of the world and they found like this walmart on this tiny island like off the coast of alaska <laughs> it's like the furthest walmart they could find yeah and thousands and thousands of internet trolls went to that facebook page and followed them and liked it and gave them the attraction attention and they won and Pitbull, instead of backing down and saying, oh, what is this town? He was actually a good guy and performed there. Yeah, and he like he, he went there, learned, like hung out with the native the locals, people. Yeah. yeah, like went to a like a powwow or whatever they had up there. It was kind of cool. I like kind of yeah. liked Pitbull after that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he really right was the Mr. Worldwide then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dale. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that is kind of giving you, it's just lawless. Like anything goes. Governments kind of recruit hackers out of there. There's weird DJ talked about Cicada 3301. 3301 that started in 4chan. Overall, 4chan is just a crazy place. Crazy wild place. It's like the Betos of the internet. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I think that was a good enough intro. With basically everything on 4chan, this whole mystery started with a super simple post. All it was, some anonymous person just challenges 4chan and posts 
coordinates and says the words prize. So they're all looking at it. Doesn't get traction at first. It kind of gets like just lost in the in the uploads, right? Someone relooks it up, goes to the coordinates on Google Maps and sees that the coordinates he's put, it looks like three abandoned warehouses in East Tennessee. And the coordinates put it right at like the back of one of the warehouses. But still, not a lot of traction, kind of gets lost in the shuffle. The person, the original poster, he obviously is kind of annoyed or, or like maybe a little upset. So he posts the word warm in a photo. It's a disturbing photo. Looks like a weird voodoo doll from my, I'm, I can't see. So from the photo he posts, immediately 4chan's like, okay, what's this? Because not only did he say warm, but he said no cops around. So when I originally saw this photo, trigger warning, I thought it was like a critter with claws. But it is actually oh, it's like a decomposing, a decomposing human hand. I can see it now. At first, I thought it was like a voodoo doll sitting down <laughs> from back here. I also haven't had glasses for like two months now, and I can't see. So now people are peaked, and he re- reiterates prize, like come and claim prize, warm. But still not too much traction. It like it, it, it got peaked for a second, then dies off. So the anonymous poster posts for the last time, and this second photo he posted is just as, if not more disturbing than the first. So with the photo is the caption, my friend. And here's the photo. So it's a body bag. <laughs> it's just a body bag on the dirt. Okay. It looks like a body bag in the dirt. By now, 4chan has peaked. They're interested. So they start doing what they do. They determine because of the bricks, they determine because it is a basement and because it is dirt floor, that it is, it has to be a building that was built before a certain time because city codes and mandates weren't up to date yet or something like that. So they start doing all their stuff. Five days later, a user who goes by the name of Alex from Tennessee posts, I'm going to go. So he announces he's planning on going to claim the prize and he would be updating everyone live to what happens. So 4chan is interested. They're all tuning into what's going to happen. So he posts this later, but he didn't tell anyone because he didn't want the original poster to find out. He came early to the site. So he had like messaged the original poster and said, I will meet you, let's say like around 7, 9 p.m. And he decided he was going to come at six, but he didn't post that till way later because he didn't want to tip off the original poster. So his original post, he shows up and he goes down into the basement. He takes some photos. He says there's some jars on the floor. The floor is made of dirt. It is a basement. He said the building is super old and he starts finding kind of weird things. Like he goes to the building is like way old and abandoned and not used. But in the building, he finds box, like an electrical box and opens it up and it has like brand new wiring. So he takes a photo, sends it to 4chan. Here's that photo. Yeah, that looks pretty new. Dude, that's high key sus. Okay, something is going on. He said the building's huge. It smells like spoiled food. He said there's also scrap everywhere. 
and there's writing on walls and on posts that look fairly new. Mm-hmm. So he's in the basement, and as he's typing, he goes, I think our friend just showed up. He could hear rustling upstairs. He goes upstairs, looks around, sees nothing. Goes back down into the basement. He goes, okay, I'm going to look for the bag. He finds a plastic bag on the ground, opens it up, and there is a paper plate folded in half. And on the outside of the paper plate, it says, open prize, hide eyes. Sends a photo of that paper plate. It's like pinched shut. Sends it to 4chan and says, I just found this on the ground. No idea what it means. Opens it up and out falls a USB stick. So he immediately puts it in his pocket. Was that there before or did he like miss that? Was that like a point? I think the basement's huge. Okay. So he's like looking around because these are huge warehouses. Okay. So, so that wasn't a point in the story like. Oh, no, no, no. Someone put it there while he went upstairs or something. No, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. He finds a plastic bag, tells 4chan, I'm going to open it. If this one doesn't look exactly like the bag that was posted in the picture, mm-hmm. but it's a plastic bag and there is definitely something inside of it. Like it's sizable? Yes. So he reaches down, grabs the plastic bag, and the second he tries to start opening it, the bag moves. So he posts, okay, shit. Opening the bag and it f***ing moves. I almost shat. Bag contained, trigger warning, graphic, a tortured possum. So he said the possum was bound in string inside of a bag, inside of a bag, inside of a bag. And it obviously had been tortured. He said the second he kind of like freed it even a little bit, it just darted across the dirt floor, took off. So he continues to explore, but now he's like, basically, he's like telling Fortune, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. This isn't good. I mean, nobody would. After I'm that. sure people are like, you have to find the body bag. You have to find the body bag. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Continues to explore. Alex discovers old prescription pills and something else super large wrapped in plastic duct tape. And as he's updating them and taking the photos, he says, I, I think I hear a car sh- showing up. I think our friend's getting here. Says, I'm starting to panic. Quote, I hear someone outside driving really slow over the gravel. I think it's time for my date. I'm going to go see if there's a second door. Dark as shit. Phone flashlight is shit. What the hell is this? So basically, he's freaking out, super nervous. He's saying the date's pulling up. He goes, guys, I'm out. I'm not going to meet him. I'm taking off. He said he found what he thought was another door in the basement or a crawl space. Maybe he could get out or hide in. And that is the last post that Alex ever posted or updated to 4chan. And no one else has gone there. No one else knows anything about it. That's crazy. That's annoying. I know. Mystery. I don't know. I, I'm kind of okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to know. I want to know. What's most concerning is the post of the hand. Yeah. Like the decomposing. What human was on hand. the USB? That's what I want to know. It was probably some torture something. Uh, I snuff. Bet. Yeah. Film. I also wonder if he found the prize and had to sign like an NDA or something, bro. And then like interesting. There's legal aspects involved where he can't say anything. So he's just he's fine. He's living out his life. Perfect. Like okay. My theory is that Alex 
is that's what i was just gonna poster. say dude i that was one of the first things i thought of like he set this whole thing up yeah and then just had to go there because he was tired of people not going but still concerning that he may have a dead body and a tortured possum and he's like sending these photos yeah i don't know kevin i was gonna say i think it's just him and he's just living out this fantasy of going viral but where does he get the hand Photoshop <laughs> works in a more stock photos. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, a hand from like a scary movie, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, definitely possible. Makeup and prosthetics is not impossible, definitely, but still sus. I know it's fun, especially on a forum like 4chan where everything's anonymous and you know, there is like an element of mystery and like I don't know, wonder. Yeah. For sure. For Chan. Uh, That's Alex from Tennessee. So, Mm. I don't know. That would be cool if there is updates, but I haven't heard of any, so who knows. Well, damn. That's something, I don't know how you, I feel like there's attempts at trying to coordinate that kind of activity, like on a macro scale. For example, geocaching is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Everyone's done a, some type of scavenger hunt. Uh, we've talked about it before, but that's something that we're all way interested in. And for a while, even considered trying to start something, and that's not really put to rest either. Like that idea, yeah. But I don't know it's fun. It's like it's making uh, your own reality of like any type of murder mystery or. There definitely is like a huge attraction for like treasure hunting. I think primarily, or I don't know what it is, but most people I feel like resonate that resonates with them. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And 4chan has just a level of lawlessness. So it's like anything really could happen. You know, not like one of these companies where you're, it's like, I don't know. If it happened on YouTube and stuff, you would think like it would be not lawless. Like it would just be like a plaque. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But yeah. Or some, you really could go find a body. Or some dumbass YouTuber like, <laughs> just a prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel. All right. Last story for me tonight, and then I'm done. I'll get out of y- y'all's ear. We're going to New York. 1950. Times Square. So it's obviously doesn't look like Times Square of today, but still busy, right? Right, yeah. In this busy street of Times Square 1950 seemingly out of nowhere a man pops into existence he has mutton chops and he's wearing Victorian era clothing mutton chops yeah like big sideburns big sideburns yeah (laughs) his clothes are old fashioned and he's wearing an insanely startled and bewildered look on his face. Onlookers look at him as he freaks out, runs into the road, and instantly killed by a car. And the rest of this mystery, I'll be sharing on Patreon. Oh, damn. I'm like frustrated because I don't know what's going on, and then I'm frustrated now. Double fuss. So if you want to know, head over to Patreon, the 3 a.m. pod. The rest of the story will be there. What's up, patrons? I'm going to finish the story of the mystery of the man who seemingly popped into existence, 1950 New York Times Square.
he has mutton chops. Anyway, that's my stories of mystery tonight. I went with a theme. I know it kind of sucks because you just want those answers so bad, but there's just something so alluring about the unknown. A good mystery. That's fun. And that's me. Well, welcome back. It's me now, right? Yeah, it's me now. It is you. Let's go. So real quick, I want to touch on something that I know. I Okay, I'm just going to bring it up. <laughs> Did you ever hear about a whale in the Great Salt Lake? Yeah. No. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Bro. So like, Is this recent? 2014. What? Yeah. It was a sperm whale. <gasps> That's why it's so it salty. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Damn, you might. That was pretty funny. That was that was clever, dude. That's revolting. <laughs> there was a report in 2014 that there was the remains of a whale found on the shore of the Great Salt Lake near Farmington. And it was posted in an article, and hella people started like jumping on board this whole whale in the Great Salt Lake thing. But nobody, nobody noticed that this article was from The Onion. <laughs> oh my gosh. You would, though. <laughs> bro, yeah, Trying bro. to eat it. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like something Farmington would post in their <laughs> Tribune or whatever to try and bring tourism, thought, dude. Tourism. Earl stole eight more chickens and <laughs> found a sperm whale. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I was looking up random facts about Utah, and apparently there was a bunch of people that jumped on this hole. There's a whale in the Great they Salt legit, Lake. Like everyone fell for it. Like people fall I just like, fell they for it. They were like calling the police, and the police were like, this is not real. <laughs> so this was recent. Yeah, it was 2014 when it, it all happened. That's so funny. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's not obviously not deep enough. Uh, there's not life enough to maintain, like sustain a whale in the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking that up. Thought it was funny to bring it up to you. Okay, so to my, my actual story today, um, have either of you heard of Turnbull Canyon? Doesn't ring. Vaguely rings. So for my California people out in LA, there's a canyon called Turnbull Canyon. It's allegedly super, super haunted from several different like sources. There's the Hell's Gate, which is these gates up the canyon that open up and lead to an abandoned sanatorium, sanatorium where, uh, Malpractice is what got closed it down and stuff. That's where they used to send their loony. Exactly. Additionally, there's alleged cults that practiced up here in this this canyon. And also, there was a body of a young woman found 30, 40 years ago at the base of the canyon that led and kind of spurred this haunting like folklore around Turnbull Canyon. It sounds like just a breeding ground for... <laughs> Spooky happenings. The the spookiest happenings, dude. Mm. But yeah, exactly. So story comes from someone who's living just 20, 30 minutes away from the canyon going to school there at the time. And and is this northern, central? Sorry. I'm- it's just outside of LA. Oh, okay. So it's like once you start getting into the mountains there in LA, it's like on gotcha. the uh it's like on the northeast side. Gotcha. So uh, with that being said. He and two of his friends are going to head up into the canyon 
And it's also got like a really dope view of just the valley. So they're going to go and get like some night shots. And th- that's what they said they were going to do. I don't know if it's for a project or just personal use or whatever. So they head up into the canyon. It's, if you can imagine our Utah people, kind of like a Provo Canyon type feel where you're just winding up this canyon road. And there's a big old water tower somewhere within the canyon. And it's just covered in graffiti and stuff. So that's where they're going to end up going to take these shots. So they end up getting to the parking lot after this drive up the canyon. They put in part and they start hiking. And they went at night because they're getting these night shots of the city. It's like 1 a.m. is what he says. So they uh, head on the hike and it's going to be a couple miles to get to this water tower. They are hiking for probably 50, 60 yards or so. And the friend who has like his camera, he's like, oh, this is a dope shot. I'm going to set up my camera here. We're going to get some shots here real quick. So he sets up his camera equipment. And my guy who's telling the story and the other friend who are with him, so there's three of them together, or keep an eye out so that like no one's going to roll up on him in the middle of nowhere, right? Smart. Especially because this place is super haunted, allegedly. Now, uh, he gets his shots. Then they keep going. They go another 100 yards or so. He says by this point, they can't see the parking lot anymore. So he sets up his camera equipment. He's, I'm going to get another shot here. At this point, I'd probably be like, bro, let's just go to the spot. (laughs) (laughs) We can't do this every 50 yards. But my guy's a lot more better a friend. So he's like, okay, I'll watch your back. So he gets these shots there. And then as he's putting up his camera equipment, they kind of notice just a flicker of light from like a a vehicle like coming up the trail. So not from the parking lot, but from where they're going to be going. And this is like a trail. (laughs) So probably, and it's probably a well-traveled trail. It's like five feet dirt, stuff like that. So first of all, there's probably not supposed to be any cars on this trail, but they're thinking maybe it could be a dirt bike, could be like an ATV or something like that. But as experienced and probably smart paranormal explorers, they jump into the bushes because they're not trying to mess with that. (laughs) So they jump into the bushes and they're hiding, waiting for whoever it is to go past. And they see this truck coming down the trail from where they're supposed to be going. And it's like an old like 50s truck with no bed in it. So it's just coming down the road and stops like 50 yards away from them just with this this light shining down the trail towards them. It stays there for a minute and then takes off just like slowly and heads down another trail. So they're like, oh, this is pretty weird. They're not weirded out enough to not keep going though. (laughs) Of course. They got to do it for the gram, bro. So they uh, keep going on the hike. And he says around about 3 a.m. is when they get to this water tower. And I got a picture of the water tower. I'll show you guys. Oh, yes. Hmm. Can confirm it is a water tower. (laughs) A tower of water. So it's this water tower just covered in graffiti. It looks a little different in my photo because it's during the day. But um, they set up their camera equipment. They're taking, like night shots of the city and the stars if they can see them from just outside of LA. And they do that for a couple minutes with two homies watching because they know there's somebody out there, some random truck. And then they start packing up and start heading back down the trail. It's at this point that they see lights coming up the trail again. 
and they kind of have they get got their night vision so they can see that this truck is coming up the trail again so and they're on this kind of steep hill so they just jump off this hill basically and like are holding on to like shrubbery and stuff to like not fall down the hill but also don't want to interact with whatever this person is or whatever they're doing and as they like hide down this hill it stops pretty close to where they are and just sits there for a minute they're freaking out because they're also just holding on for their dear life at this point the truck then goes up to where the water tower was and comes back down and stops again close to where they are they hear someone get out of the car and they're able to like kind of peek over the edge of this little hill that they're on and they see this just 50 year old dude walking around and it looks like he's like looking at the ground like looking at footprints trying to track them or something concerning yeah very concerning then he kind of walks around following footprints for a few minutes then hops back in his car drives another 10 20 yards and kind of like whistles and someone else steps outside of the bushes right there on the trail they said he was wearing a big black trench coat and like gets in the car and they drive away so at this point they're freaking out like you know, that person had been there the whole time or something? Like he dropped him off before or he had been there the whole time? I don't know. Ugh. Mibs, dude. Bro. Oh. I don't know what it is, but that was super freaky. They just decide they're going to sprint the rest of the way back, get back to their car, and they got their shots. I don't know if they ever went back, but they never saw those two dudes again. Huh. Dude, so many unanswered questions. What the hell is that truck doing out driving on a... Like a hiking path, essentially. I I can only think of things that are not good. Yeah. Like, there's, this is the only reason in my mind that comes up. My girlfriend and I went on a little hike early summer, I want to say. Probably closer to, it, it was probably spring. It was still a little chilly out, so it wasn't quite hot enough. And we were up Provo Canyon. And we were in a trail that I've never been to before. And we're hiking up the mountain. And... It's also one of those mountain biking courses. They have that kind of all throughout. So there's, or there's a few different routes for walking and hiking. And then there's a bunch for the mountain biking Hmm. and signs just saying, watch out for, you know, each other. Mm -hmm. So we're just taking random paths. We have no specific destination. It was new to us. So we're like, let's go left. Let's go right. Let's go right. And uh, (laughs) we finally get to the top of the hill and it's far away from everything else to the point where there's no more options to turn. You just follow this path. And we get to this point where there's a huge underground like facility, like concrete. It's fenced off. There's barbed wire. You're just now telling us? And cameras. What the fuck? And the signs are saying like no trespassing allowed, like $50,000 fine for those who, who trespass. And it felt like Lost, the show Lost. Oh, yeah. yeah. They find that bunker in the middle of nowhere. The Dharma Initiative. Yeah. Had no idea what it was. Obviously, it had to do had to be something with the government or some big corporation. Straight up cameras and everything, mm-hmm. dude. Sus, I was bro. thinking of some type of facility or like a bomb shelter, maybe. That's what I was just thinking, too. Yeah. Like some rich A person put out a bomb shelter in the middle of the mountains. Mm-hmm. Dude, but that yeah, that's well, that's what I was thinking about your story. 
It's like maybe there's a facility or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't put it past. Dude, Could be. I have to talk about this stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting things in Utah and the middle of the country, like Colorado and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure, dude, this is straight out of my ass. I shouldn't even say it. But there's like, I'm pretty sure they like control nukes from like Colorado. Yeah. And the Colorado airport has pages of conspiracy theory about it. Oh, yeah. Go look into it sometime. But Utah has interesting things too. There's a Mormon vault mm, yep. in the mountains near Salt Lake City where they have the largest collection of ancestral documents on earth. They also have other things in there. Who knows? Some insanely guarded like Fort Knox type near Kevin's old house. The NSA has a building. Oh, yeah. Where they log every bit of information about every citizen probably in the world, but definitely in America. Like that's in that's in Utah. I drive by it tonight. I'll drive by it tonight. And every time I drive home from recording, there is a cop car with their lights on that sits there 24 hours a day at the entrance. Yeah, yeah. Dom, he went into the woods, the mountains behind the Capitol building in Salt Lake. I think it was... Dom is our homie in Montezuma who's a paramotor specialist. Yes. So... He flies around with his paramotor exploring places that you can't, can't really get, get to. to by foot. And he was doing just that. And he was in the mountains behind Salt Lake. And he was approached by men with guns. And they were like, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I was like, I'm, I'm a paramotorist. I was, he, I actually told him he should come on the podcast to talk about this, but it kind of just fits in right with what you're saying. Bro. And they were like, you cannot be here. You have to get out of here. You have to leave. Hmm. Do not come back. And they're like, if you do, you'll get a huge fine. Hmm. So they like said, the road is like through there. Take that road. Get out of here. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. When I was, uh, when Mal and I were up in the mountains and we found that it was just so interesting because it was random. Oh, yeah. Can't see it from, you know, the highway going up the, through the canyon. and Bro, where where is it? It's a... Uh... So you guys were there. Yeah, we were there and I was walking around walking along the perimeter of the fence just trying to see if i could find an opening (laughs) uh going up the mountain through all these bushes see if there was a crawl space or anything because our good friend said if there's a place you're not supposed to get into there's definitely a place in (laughs) someone's made a place in (laughs) um eventually the the brush that the fencing went through got so thick like there was no way i could have gone through it so yeah i just turned around and we we left but i was wondering if I, in my mind, I was thinking there has to be somebody watching us right now. Somebody's monitoring monitoring us right now. Yeah. And is alert. They put down their sandwich, they put down their donut, <laughs> and they're just waiting to see what we do. Took the safety off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in my sights. Yeah. Um, you say the word. <laughs> um, and I wondered if I did find an opening and if I crawled through and got to the other side people would like some people would come out <sighs> seal team six Bro, american sniper tom hanks yeah. i've heard of people trying to like go into like skinwalker ranch and things like that and like the second they yeah, get past yeah. perimeters like military trucks right on roll them. right up on them <laughs> that'd be scary it's the ultimate game of fugitive dude you got to get in yeah and get out oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Got to do both of those. That's not all of it. It's not over yet. So mm. interesting, dude. Yeah, it's fun. That's trippy. I want to go find it now, dude. 
Um, okay, this is the last. When I was in Australia, I was in Townsville. Townsville is essentially a, it's like a coastal town, but most of it is like military. There's a huge military base there. And we went and did a hike. So we went to the mountains near Townsville. And I have a photo of it somewhere. But most of the wilderness around there, you're like not allowed to go into. And it said like caution, lasers, explosives or something like that. And I was like, what the hell is happening <laughs> on the other side of this fence? It was like enough to where I parked the car, got out, took a photo with the same. So I was like, dude, laser Lasers? threat. Yeah. I've never seen a laser warning sign. <laughs> I have to find it. But anyway, funny. restricted places. Very interesting. It's true. Yep. I mean, maybe it could have been, I don't know. Okay. I have one more very short story and I'm telling you because it might be my personal nightmare. <gasps> oh gosh. So I was talking to this girl a little bit ago, and <laughs> she was telling me about how she went on this hike. How she really liked you. <laughs> Dude, personal nightmare. And you're like, I'm just getting in to get out. <laughs> what I do? Um, Dude, you're on one tonight. You're funny, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> that guys, is funny. Guys, stop it. <laughs> you a funny guy? <laughs> <laughs> you're just insult. <laughs> Okay, so you're talking to this girl. Um, she went on a hike, and it was a hike that she had to get a permit for because there's no camping allowed. There's no camping allowed up on this peak, but there's a cabin, and it's lined with, like, bunks inside the cabin, and you can only go up there when there's an available bunk. Is this so, in Utah? No. So she went up. She's like, stay in the night, and the personal nightmare for me part is where she said everyone in the entire cabin was snoring. So she couldn't sleep. But then late in the night or early morning at this point, probably 3 or 4 a.m. I'm right here. DJ looks triggered, bro. (laughs) (laughs) She just hears like, and then these giant rats just like are crawling over people. Oh, dude, I'm not down with rodents. And then I don't know what happened after that, but dude, that was to me one of the scariest things possibly could happen. Oh, my God. Gosh, <laughs> hell no, dude. That's foul. Yeah, no. Like A, snoring, B, rats, I'm out. You took the you took the scariest story night award. <laughs> Since this is a scary story podcast. Okay, oh. that's all. That's all I got. You lived <laughs> you lived in the Philippines, so it's not that much different. That's uh, true. <laughs> um and that's not even a joke. it's true i am dead ass did i tell you about the apartment i lived in yeah but we cut it because it got so gruesome i don't know there's another another apartment i lived uh when i served my mormon mission we entered into a new area where missionaries had never been which is a big deal because you're starting at ground zero because everyone there previously is going to hell and you're going to save them. Yeah. There's just so many people <laughs> to save, you know? <laughs> um, it's daunting. <laughs> um, we found an apartment. It This is out in, we call it the Bukid. Bukid in Tagalog is mountain or in Australian, the bush or outback, you know? So it's crazy, not near civilization. <laughs> The apartment that we found was the best in that area. <laughs> it was also the cheapest apartment in the entire mission. And in our mission boundaries, there were probably, what, 70 apartments? Ish, yeah. Each with uh, at least two to 
six or eight missionaries. This apartment cost like $10 a month. I think we paid quarterly, which is weird. I've never had to pay for someplace quarterly. Filipinos are just making it up on the spot. They're like, uh, yeah. (laughs) The 15th, the 19th of June? Yeah, let's do uh, May 33rd. (laughs) But um, I think it cost about like 120 bucks per quarter. Yeah, that included utilities. But one of uh, my first nights there, I we were in a bunk bed. I was in the bottom bunk, which is probably a given. Uh, and we, I was just dozing off, and I felt on my arm, dude. And after that, we had never caught. I had never caught so many rats in my entire life. We bought so many traps, and we went through them. Like crazy. Every day. Like snap like traps? handfuls of rats. Oh. Yeah. It's because it, we were near the beach. It was a small fishing town. And it's prone to flooding. So the walls of the home, there's like little. Stilts or something? No, holes like in the in the walls on the, oh. like the floor. Like drainage things? Yeah, exactly. So Just frogs, straight up rats. front doors. Yeah. So we ended up creating some type of barrier <laughs> um, so that rats couldn't get through. But That's gnarly. It's literally, I think, my worst nightmare <laughs> is having a rodent run across my bare flesh at night. I don't know. I'd rather have a rat crawl across my arm than having to literally fight Satan. I don't know. <laughs> it's close, though. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a close 50-50 for me. <laughs> if I hear snoring in the background, too, I'm definitely taking Satan over the rats. <laughs> yeah dude it's so late i'm so tired but i have to do this i'm so sorry i have another theory of what the truck could have been what's that my wife and her best friend were traveling like in switzerland or some some shit (laughs) i can't remember where some doo-doo country no this is actually a nice country (laughs) (laughs) oh this is a good one uh no so they're like in this nice place up in the mountains like think uh, i don't know Swiss Alps type stuff. Like okay. beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. driving around. My wife is driving and her best friend Janelle is on the directions. Mm-hmm. They like went out a couple miles away from their hotel to grab food and come back. And in the process of coming back, they get insanely lost. <laughs> so Janelle is like, um, I'm sorry. Janelle's driving. My wife's doing <laughs> directions. And my wife is like, uh, take a left here. Um, take a right here. And the roads are just getting like sketchier and di- more different and more narrow and more narrow. And they're like, hey, go on this road. And Janelle's like, I think I think it's this road. Yeah, I think it's this road. So they just keep driving on this road. And the road just starts closing and slowly on them to the point where their car is barely fitting on this road. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the piano at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're driving, they're just getting slower and slower because she's like, I, th- I don't know if we're going to fit. And they come around this corner and there's just two European hikers standing in the middle of this footpath because they had been driving for like 15 minutes on a hiking trail. Not even a road. <laughs> so it very they well could pave, have been. They don't pave their roads in <laughs> <Yeah>. Switzerland? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking. Or they paved their hiking paths. <laughs> Dude, that makes sense. That makes more sense. MJ was wearing a big black trench coat and hiding in the bushes. So maybe they just got lost and were in California. 
Shit, I don't know, dude. <laughs> That's me for tonight, though. Let me close us off, boys. Hey. Have you ever been led on by any situation? Can you define led on just so I'm sure? What are you thinking of? Oh, dude. Yeah, a million times. Yeah? By Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to have dinner ready by 7. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear this later. You're going to be so pissed. <laughs> My wife is a huge under promise over deliver. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> might be a little opposite. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> over promise, under deliver. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It sucks. <laughs> it really does. The feeling of being let on sucks. A little bit. A little bit. This is what my story revolves around. So we're going to call this person Wes. Wes talks about growing up in this old farmhouse that they renovated. He said during the renovations in the walls of their home, they found newspapers that dated back to the mid-1800s. So over 100 years old, this house. They renovate it and they're finished with the renovations. Life moves on. Wes is eight years old. Wes has two brothers who would bully him all the time. And they're playing outside. And he had had enough. <laughs> so, as any eight-year-old does. <laughs> oh, he's going to get his tattle on. He goes stomping inside to the house to tattle on his brothers. Tears are streaming down his face. And uh, can you tell I'm projecting? <laughs> I'm just playing. Is Wes DJ? <laughs> Did you grow up in a farmhouse? Yeah. <laughs> um, he gets inside the house and he's crying. It's hard to breathe. It's hyperventilating. I was going to say, the scariest shit is when a kid's crying so hard, they stop making noise. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're like... <laughs> And it's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, <laughs> let it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I could, like, picture that. Yeah, and he starts calling for his mom. Uh, he's calling for his mom, and uh, his mom is, you can hear she's distressed. And she says, "What, dear, what's wrong? So he's walking towards her room, and he's struggling to find the words. So he just wants to find her. Gets to her room, and she's not there. So... He calls out again, mom. And this time he hears, what's wrong, dear? From the spot where he just came from. So he's not thinking. He's young. He's distressed. So he goes back. No, mom. He yells out, mom, where are you? And he hears the voice closer. She says, Wes, I'm right here. Sounds like it's coming from another room. Closer than his parents' bedroom. So he starts walking towards that room. No mom there. He cries out again. Mom, where are you? This time he hears behind him in the hallway from where he just came. Wes, I'm right here. Turns around. Walks outside into the hallway. Nobody's there. He can't hear any footsteps. Nothing. Just this voice. He cries out one more time. Mom, where are you? And he hears right behind him, Wes, I'm right here, right by his ear. He turns around, 
And the only thing that's there is a window into the outside. And outside, about 50 yards away, is his mom working in the garden. His dad is also helping her. And then it's just his two brothers who are still outside playing in the yard. So he knows it wasn't them pulling a prank on him. That was the beginning of Wes being led on in that household. And that was the end of that. That happened, like I said, when he was eight years old. Creepy things happened. One of the more notable ones happened almost 10 years later when he was 17. So Wes, at 17, his brothers had moved out of the house. They're in college. His parents need to go out of town for a few days. So Wes has his friends come and stay at the house for the few days that they're there. And his parents stock up the fridge, Ooh. make sure they have everything they, Hot they need. Yeah. Go-gurts. Mm. Mm. The works. <laughs> um, and they're stoked, you know, as all teenagers should be. Mm-hmm. So it's their first night, and they're staying up late. It's the weekend. They're just playing video games. And I think there's five of them. In the house, I'm not... I think there's three stories. I don't know if there's the ground floor first and second, or if there's the ground floor, second floor, and then a basement. Mm -hmm. But in the whole house, there's only two bathrooms. And... Where they're at, they're on the middle floor. There's a bathroom on, in the, on the upstairs and in the downstairs portion. At some time throughout the night, it's past midnight, they're playing video games, but they're wide awake. They're eating their Hot Pockets and Go-Gurts. And two of their friends simultaneously need to use the bathroom. So you can hear both of them leave the room. One doom, 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 goes upstairs. The other one doom, 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 downstairs. And they're playing. Five minutes goes by. And in the middle of their game, their friend walks in and says, yeah, whatever, dudes. And they're looking at him and, what? He says, I know it was you guys. And Wes had forgotten about what happened when he was eight, looking for his mom and hearing those voices. But this time, at this point, Wes replies to his friend, what are you even talking about? Uh, their homie says, when I was in the bathroom, you guys were banging on the door. And I didn't say anything because you guys were just being dumb. And I was just taking care of my business. And I was going to be done a little bit. And when I flushed the toilet, doom, 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 I heard you guys run away. And they said, we swear we didn't do that. We're literally in the middle of this game. Why would we leave? to do something that's not that funny. Um, their friend doesn't believe Wes and the other two who were supposedly still playing games. Uh, but the night goes on. A few minutes later, their other friend comes in. Exact same thing happens. And they swear that they didn't do it. Uh, the only thing that was different with this one was he heard two sets of footprints in the sand. No, um, two <laughs> sounded like there were two people outside the bathroom door um, because when they ran away, when he flushed the toilet, uh, he could hear four. Well, why did I make that so confusing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Arithmetic. Yeah, <laughs> quick maths. Um, 
Y'all get it. But um, instead of the banging on the door, they could hear the two people outside bouncing a ball. It wasn't like a basketball. It's like one of those like super balls mm-hmm. where you throw it at like the corner and it like bounces all over the walls and the ceiling and whatnot. And uh, he thought it was weird because, you know, why would they go leave their video game to come right outside the bathroom and throw a ball around? He was thinking at first, maybe they need to use the bathroom really bad. So they were just waiting. But when they fl- when he flushed and they ran away, he thought it was really weird. Wes and his friends denied that. His friend didn't really believe them. But what do you do? It's getting later and later into the night. Finally, one of the friends who used the bathroom earlier can't handle it and snaps and brings it back up and says, <laughs> okay, it's bothering me. Which one of you did it? And they go back and forth saying, I didn't do it. I know you did it. I didn't do it. There's no way to really find out. And one of them starts talking about how maybe this house is haunted. When they said that, that was the trigger word. Wes was taken back to when he was eight and he heard that voice and he fell completely silent. And his whole presence just left the room because he was just taken back by that memory. And one of his friends noticed The friend who said, maybe this house is haunted, noticed, looked at Wes and said, is this house haunted? One of the other friends replies, you don't believe in hauntings, do you? So that started another argument about ghosts. Are they real? Are they not? (laughs) People are, uh, some are laughing, saying ghosts aren't real. But in the middle of all this, on the other side of the room, a single fold closet door exploded open so violently that the door slammed right back and shut itself. Talks of hauntings and ghosts did not continue after that. We decided that the best thing would be to play games for a little while more to drown out the situation and what just happened, pay no attention to it, and kind of act like it didn't happen. We got to the point where it was so late At this point, it's four or five in the morning. We were so tired, we all fell asleep. And nothing else happened that night. We woke up, all of us, walked around the house to make sure we were okay, that no one else was there. We didn't find anyone, anything suspicious, and we carried on the rest of the weekend normally without my parents until they came back. Three years later, when Wes is 20, conversations came up about childhood memories And he is debating whether or not to tell his family, they're all together, tell his family about uh, the voice that he heard when he was eight and the sleepover, what happened with his friends in the bathroom. And just as he's about to open his mouth and share his experience, his mom mentions that, you know, I always felt, and I never told you because you folks were young, but I always felt that there was a family that used to live here and never left, even when we moved in. And from what I can tell, there's at least three people in this family, a mother and two children. Because during our time in this house, I would hear running throughout the hallways, they sounded like footsteps of children. And I would hear a woman calling for them and I was the only woman in the house. And she would call on them to stop playing And she would hear the bouncing of balls and 
from there, Wes shared his experience and they were all able to validate their different experiences. But that was the story of Wes and the farmhouse. That's, that's kind of nuts, dude. And then having like everyone be like, oh yeah, dude, I totally had these experiences. <laughs> I would have been pissed. I, I would have been like, couldn't we have like experiences together? We could have banded together. <laughs> yeah, instead of I was separately. on my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the scariest part, I don't know why, but I was like, I felt like I was there when they're talking about it. Like, you don't believe in ghosts, do you? And then boom, out of the corner of the room. That would be like tr- traumatic. It's like if this door just swang. That's what I was open, dude. I know that's what I was kind of feeling. Like, please don't, please just don't do that. <laughs> if that happened, I would be like, all right, last episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest bit for me was uh, him as a child. Oh yeah, especially because he was alone. Yeah, and you're younger. I get that it felt more violent with the door when he was older, like the closet door. But at that point, they were older. Uh-huh. And he was with a bunch of friends. So they were able to kind of handle it together. True. Yeah. I think what they did is probably how I'd react. Just like, hey, let's go on a Taco let's Bell run. Playing. Playing. <laughs> yeah. Let's, play, let's not play go another. to Beto's. Um, yeah. Also got to check the house because like they didn't check until the next morning. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to sleep until like checking. You did a sweep. Mm-hmm. You let's, just go in groups too. Yeah. You chilling. I guess uh, until... He heard the news from his mom that it was just a family. Like hearing that news, I would have been like, oh, okay. But up until then, I would be like, is this a malevolent spirit? Is this a damn demon? You know what I mean? True. All of them sounded like, I guess, nice spirits. Like the one calling for him when he was a child was trying to almost take care of him, saying, I'm here. Like, come find me. True. And then the kids playing like by the bathrooms. Yeah. But the door sounded different. After my demon research, though, like so much of it is like taking the shape of something else mm-hmm. to trick you. And then, uh, yeah, so like imitation and inviting you in. Like, that's what it's all about. Angels of light. Dude, yeah. So after hearing that, like, I don't know, man, like nothing to me seems completely innocent off the bat. Because <laughs> I'm even after like hearing it's a mom and family, I'd be like, I don't know, man. It's like, <laughs> could be something imposing and sure. fostering. Mm-hmm. There are multiple ways in which you must question everything, dude. Oh. That's me. That's us. Any thoughts to close up? No. When does this come out? Next week, Friday. When's Thanksgiving? Oh, shit. So if you guys are listening to this. Thanksgiving is a week from today. Wow, dude. (laughs) Where the hell is this? Or I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. Yeah, Thanksgiving's a week from today. It is, yeah. Yeah. Dang, I should have done some pilgrim story. (laughs) Uh, yeah, if you guys celebrated Thanksgiving, hopefully it was a good one. Hopefully you're surviving your family if you're with your family. All the memes are like, I'm dreading being with my family. It's like, dude, I love it. <laughs> like, those people suck. And my family's f***ed up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Thanks for listening out there. We appreciate it. Tonight was fun. It was a good time. Love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, both old and new listeners, very appreciative of you. Take care of yourselves. Be excellent to each other. Try to pay it forward this season if you can, if you're in a, the position to. Um, That's a good thought. But with that, uh, trust your gut and watch your back. Bye. Love you. Be safe. Question everything. See ya. Bye, folks.
Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network. You can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at killerpodcast.com.